Hello and welcome to Unrivaled Experts, where we get the best of the best to share their insider secrets so you can get a shortcut to living a better life. I'm Chris Gunkel, and joining us today is Amy Rose Herrick, and she is America's profit building specialist. I'm excited about this interview, so buckle up, make sure you listen. Amy trains entrepreneurs or their staff in as little as 15 minutes how to build bigger bottom lines, saving them time, saving them money in the process. And with no additional sales staff or inventory or changing locations in order to make these things work. She also excels at helping business owners structure the sale of appreciated assets to reduce the capital gains taxes. So they can maybe even eliminate the capital gains taxes entirely. And you can feel good about how you're doing it because it's all legal. It's all moral. It's all ethical. And that's what we are going to talk about today. Amy's asking us the question, why are you selling your appreciated assets and structuring the sale to pay unnecessary capital gains taxes? That's the question she poses, and she's going to tell us how to do it right. Amy, thank you for joining us, and welcome to the show. Oh, it's good to be here. We're, we're going to cover a lot of ground pretty quick. Yeah, and I'm excited about this because it's a pretty big topic. But before we dive into our specific topic, who is it that you help the most? Who's your your number one perfect client? My number one perfect client is an entrepreneur. And with that entrepreneur, they are looking at retaining more of the profit, whether that is within the business itself or when they're selling appreciated assets and they just have not had the right counsel to show them unique ways to do that. And they don't know the questions to ask. So you're stuck. You're paying too much in taxes and you're making too little in your businesses. People are trying to, they've built a business. They're, they're trying to do the right thing, but they don't know what they don't know. And you're all about keeping that profit, which as, as entrepreneurs, we're all about keeping that profit. That's what we want. So let's dive in today. What what are the problems or what are the, the mistakes people are making? What can go wrong when they're selling their business and they don't structure it correctly? Well, the first thing that happens is what I'll call tax sticker shock. They look at the amount of taxes that are due on this particular sale and they're aghast. They're horrified. And that is money that you don't have to pay. I know it sounds ridiculous, but there are many taxes that are voluntary. And they're voluntary because you structure your business sales or you structure different transactions to where you pay the highest tax possible because you don't know what methods to use to pay the least amount of tax possible. And it's absolutely legal, moral, and ethical to use the rules that they have given us when you're calculating taxes. But if you want to ignore the rules and not look at anything other than what's in front of you, you're going to pay the most. So what's the biggest mistake or the most common mistakes that people are making whenever they're they're entering into negotiations and getting these contracts drawn up to make the sale. Is it, is it just that they're not looking any deeper and they're just trying to get the sale over and done with and, and don't want to be hassled with getting tax advice or, or what are these common mistakes? People? 
Yeah, uh, that's part of it is at that point, they are in a hurry or maybe the buyer has shown up and we're in a hurry to sign this contract. And with that, they haven't taken the time to find out what the tax consequences are going to be or what other alternatives do I have from the structure that I'm looking at right now. With most things, you need a little bit of lead time. And I'm going to use this as maybe a quick example. Most of us have gone to a grocery store before. Many of you go into a grocery store and you have at least a short list or something that you're going in. And sometimes when you go in, do you put a lot more things in your cart you hadn't planned on? Well, with a business or a sale of appreciated assets, you need to have a little bit of a list to check before you go in and you finalize that purchase at the register. And the register is like your tax return. Does, does that make a little sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So it's easy to get some, some extra bloat in there if we're not doing our homework. Absolutely. So, and it's very expensive when you do that. And it can depend upon your tax person that you're working with. You know, if you don't call your tax person beforehand, of course, they're not going to be able to guide you. And it could depend on the level of expertise of your tax person. If they're used to what I call reactive state, where they just put the numbers on the pages and everybody reacts with a smile or a frown. Or are they proactive where you could bring this and say, I'm looking at doing this. Are there any other ideas or structures that I have that would be better for me tax wise? And if they have simply no other ideas, maybe you have outgrown that particular preparer and you need someone who has a little more expertise on those type of situations. And that's where you come in. Is that correct? Absolutely. And and there are others like me, but it's one of the areas that I specialize in because too often my entrepreneurs don't know the right questions to ask or they're so used to doing it the same way year after year that you throw something different like the sale of a business or considering bringing in a partner and they don't know the right questions to ask. And so they do it the wrong way or the most expensive way. And then it has lifetime consequences. So what is your advice when we're just getting started on this and I have an interested buyer or maybe I'm thinking about putting my business up for sale? Um, do we just hit the pause button and, and go get some education or what should be the, the sequence of events here when we're just starting to go down this? That would be my recommendation because the first thing, if I really back up the train, is we want to look and see, is your business even sellable? And I believe a business should be sellable every day of the year, and that's a different conversation. Is the business sellable? What can we do to increase the valuation of the business that we haven't done already that we may want to hold back a little bit to bring that up? What are we looking at on the contract? What do we have for ownership? Do we have a sole proprietor? Do we have multiple partners? Are we only selling part of the business or are we exiting completely? What is our cost basis? And that one alone was going to make some people twitch and go, I don't know what cost basis is. Well, cost basis is what you've paid for the business or put into it over the years. What's the difference between your cost basis and what you're going to sell the business for. That is going to be your capital gains. That's your appreciation. Anytime you have that appreciation, you're going to trigger income taxes. So if we put the pause button on and we can look and say, well, this is about where I think I am, then we can determine, well, what is the potential tax bill going to be? 
Now, if you only have $10 of appreciation, frankly, it doesn't matter. But when you're talking about a couple hundred thousand or a couple million dollars of appreciation, you're looking at a huge tax bill. If there are methods and there is structure that you can put in place before you ever list the business for sale, we can eliminate all or a significant portion of those capital gains. And it is up to the owner to decide whether they want to get rid of um, a section of it, maybe only half or a quarter or all of it. But you have to structure these transactions and you have to structure the framework is maybe the better way to put it well before you ever put the business up for sale. And this can also come into play with do we have buy-sell agreements in place that are for death or disability with existing partners? And that's a different conversation or even a little different structure than if you're just going to sell the business outright. So do we have the right structure to accomplish what you want? And if one of the things that you want to do is to keep more of your money and eliminate taxes, we just have to structure it correctly to do that. So even if, uh, it sounds like we really have to be on the ball and, and way, way ahead of this. So even if we're not thinking about selling the business or it's a, hey, I might sell it in five or 10 years or something like that, are these conversations that we should start having with you right now to get prepared for that? I believe so. And it goes back to my earlier comment. I believe every business should be sellable every day of the year. There are a lot of cases where entrepreneurs had no intention of selling a business for five or 10 years, but the world changed. Maybe you had an unexpected buyer show up. Maybe you had a change in your health where you were not going to be able to do the business anymore. Sometime death occurs, you know, and that's pretty inconvenient too. And if you don't have these plans in place before any of those things happen, somebody is going to lose a lot of money or in the cases of a sudden death, at times the business will implode and it will be worth virtually nothing or absolutely nothing because the entrepreneur was the business. So sooner is better right now is even better than that to start asking these questions and get it going. Absolutely. And if you had the information and you know what your options are and you go, this is great. I'm not ready to trigger this at this point, but I'm aware of it and I can come back and I could revisit this once a year. And in, in some cases, they're going to want to implement those changes right away. And others, they may say, well, I think I'm going to put this off a little bit and see how X goes or Y goes. But having that information opens up your we'll call it opportunity list into a much longer list than only one way or the highway, which is up. Oh, I'm just going to sell the business and I'll pay the taxes and there is no other highway I can take. And that's just not true. So just a little bit of preparation could save you a bundle of money. Um, so let's say I have a business and I'm thinking about selling it. I want to do some homework ahead of time. I start going out to Google just to see what I can learn, what is some of that terrible advice that I should stay away from when I start doing that research? Well, I use Google like everybody else does. And you're absolutely right. There's fabulous information and there's misinformation. You know, there's nobody exactly like you, Chris. 
and I bet there's nobody exactly like the listeners that are have tuned in today. Your dynamics, your family, your wishes, the business, all of these things are unique to you on this particular asset. What you may read for the example may have been the perfect solution for the person in the example you're reading. It may be the worst solution for you. And, and kind of let me throw one out here. Let's say that you have a spouse who is uh, deteriorating. They have uh, Alzheimer's, they have MS, whatever the case may be. Maybe you have got a disabled child uh, with cerebral palsy, something else. They were in a car accident. They've got a brain injury. Those can have very different planning challenges than everybody in the family is healthy as far as we know. So the example that they gave, if it didn't incorporate just those two type of really... um, difficult family situations like I gave of incapacity or a disability, you could implement the wrong plan and you could actually harm your heirs or harm your family financially by structuring it based on an example that didn't mimic your circumstances. So the same advice goes for, for your health, right? So everyone always says, don't, don't go, don't Google your symptoms. Don't go to WebMD and get the answers. Go see the professional. Same advice here, right? Go go find the professional. Get the information you really need. Yeah, and I think it's okay to Google some things. And, you know, at times that can be very helpful because it could start um, giving you some ideas of some questions to ask. And if I Googled my symptoms medically, I'm going to up and say, well, you know, Doc, well, I, I saw this and I have got purple toe syndrome. Um, I'm looking at I have most of these and the doctor says, well, yes, you do, but you really don't have purple toe syndrome because you don't have A, B and C. This, you know, and can guide you in a little different direction. You can still acknowledge that you have worked towards trying to learn and you're asking some questions and then those questions can beget new questions and then you can dial it in to what is the most appropriate information for you to apply. Very, very different outcome that way. Can you share with us an example of somebody you've worked with that you've been able to help? Just kind of give us what their situation was, how you were able to help them out, how you were able to help them save money, just better their situation. Well, uh, I can go two different directions, but we're going to go ahead and, and deal with the one that has to do with selling appreciated assets. Let's pretend that you have a business and let's pretend that this business had highly appreciated and you were moaning and groaning about what the taxes were going to be because that's going to affect your lifestyle and the income you can have afterwards. You were planning on retiring. Well, instead of paying all of those taxes, we structured the sale long before the sale happened so that when the transactions actually took place, we were able to take uh, charitable tax deductions that offset 50% of your income for the next five years. So we had tax savings there. We created a lifetime income stream for you that only a portion of it was taxable. And then in addition to that, we used some of the income stream to buy life insurance so that we increased the value of the state so it would be tax-free for your heirs. And we accomplished all of that because we structured the sale before it ever happened to eliminate taxes for five years, to reduce taxes on your lifetime income stream, 
and to create a larger estate for your heirs. You can't have those type of results unless we do some of the planning before you ever trigger a sale. Now, conversely, we didn't do any of that. If we didn't do any of that, you went to the table, you sold the business, you filled out your tax return, you paid the highest amount of taxes possible, walked away with less money and no guarantees at that point, and you get to live and go on. Are you going to be happy? Probably not, depending upon how much of the proceeds that you gave away to the taxing authority. You know, this could be the IRS. And if you live in a state that has state income taxes, that could add another 3 to 10%. And you will never see that tax money again once you have remitted the check. It's gone. So what do we do in the next 24 to 48 hours to start getting on that path to be prepared for that future sale, even if we don't intend to sell? Because like you said, there are other circumstances that, that come up um, that could force that. So what do we do in these next the next day or two that gets us going down that right? You reach out for help now before you need it. And know what your options are. Know what your structuring options are so that you have got time, which is very critical, to implement the changes so they're already in place before you ever need them. You pick up the phone. You send an email. You get started on the path to a different result. And Amy, you have a ton of experience, a ton of information for all of this. Just the example you gave us right now, uh, option A is definitely much more exciting than option B. And knowing that you have this info, we want to learn from you. I know you have a lot of stuff out there. You have some uh, free resource you can give us as as well as some other courses and things that you can offer. How do we learn from more learn more from you? How can we get in touch with you? Well, in the show notes, it will have my contact data because of course if you're listening, I bet you're not going to have paper to write it down. So please look in the show notes. And then in addition to that, in the show notes, there will be a link to a digital resource that I have you can download very, very quickly. And it's seven solutions how to add ten to a hundred thousand dollars or more to your bottom line this year. And that's really just scratching the surface and it ties in with the courses that I offer that are very uh, specific and targeted where I can teach you how to increase your bottom line well before you sell the business, you know, in as little as 15 to 45 minutes. And so the show notes would be the place to go and that would probably be your best place. Perfect. And I will put all of Amy's information in there to those links. There's a, uh, a, f- a free book that she has out there, Seven Ways That You Can Increase Your Profits. Um, so make sure you check that out. We're doing all of this hard work to control our lives, have some control, leave a legacy, whatever that motivation is. You're doing the work already. So you may as well do what you can to protect that wealth that you're building. That's exactly what Amy can help you do. Amy, thank you so much for taking your time and coming here and sharing all of this value with us. I really appreciate you being on the show. Oh, thank you so much. And uh, one of the things is, you know, we're all entrepreneurs in this journey together. Let's help each other. It'll make such a huge difference for us and for our families and generations to come. Absolutely. I love it. Thank you for coming on. Amy Rose Herrick, make sure you check her out. I'll put the links in the show notes. Thank you again, Amy. Thank you. 
Thanks for being here and checking out our latest amazing guest. Be sure to head over to unrivaledexperts.com to learn from more incredible experts so you can get a shortcut to living your best life.